Up and Adam in the morning. Live here. It's up and Adam in the morning, the Crush 92.5, beautiful morning on the phone. Uh, we have uh, Mr. B. Mr. B is the executive director. Now, I would have called you a principal back in the day, but I know charter schools, everything's a little bit different. Uh, but in, in, in essence, Mr. B is the, uh, the principal, superintendent, the executive director, as they say, for a charter school. Mr. B, it's awesome to have you up and Adam in the morning again, my man. Good morning, Mr. Adam Montiel. Thank you very much. How- grateful to have me and the kids on today. Um, it's a beautiful morning, like you said, a nice frosty one up here in the North County. Yeah, did you guys get a lot of frost this morning? We did. I was hoping for uh, snow last night. I live up in the foothills and thought I might get snowed in, but fortunately I made it in. There you go. Snowed in? That'd be something, huh? Yeah, it's happened. Well, I've been there 30 plus years and it's happened a couple times. But not today. One time I was doing a Cork Dork show, maybe 2011 ish 2010 2011 and yeah it snowed there on the 46 i mean you could probably think of the times that it's it's done that you know it stays around for a second but yeah it doesn't really amount to much does it you know it doesn't on one occasion i got to ski out on the out in the country hills but no way for a few hours yeah (laughs) hey so i want to talk to you about uh first of all i mean i'd be silly if i didn't ask you about this mask thing Obviously, you are uh, in charge of a school over there, masks on kids. I've had many conversations with uh, doctors, whether it's Dr. Bravo on the show or different folks off the air. I've done a lot of reading. I've always been very curious if there are more things that are, you know, yes, the kids, oh, they're resilient. They love it. I can't imagine kids love the masks. They're filthy. They're disgusting. I see them on other people's kids. And, you, you know, you're talking about having kids learn words and things and expressions and looking at someone's face is so important. Well, tell us what happened in Paso last night and how this might affect Almond Acres, if at all. Good. Well, thanks for bringing it up. I know it's a hot topic, and I just happen to be the lucky guest today to right. be here on <laughs> after that kind of drama. Right. So... I respect that and understand that it's a it's a hot topic right now, and it's and it's a challenge for us. Uh, Paso Schools made a decision last night that uh, is is their jurisdiction, so we are not part of the Paso Rebel School System. So we abide by the mask mandate. Still, um, we are under the authorization of the San Luis Obispo County Office of Education. They are our authorizer, and that is something unique about charter schools. Is we have an authorizer. We have somebody that oversees us, and every five years we have to be renewed. And if we don't meet the standards, both academic and uh, financial and uh, lawful standards of the state and the county, then we could be closed. So we're, we have um, more, uh, we're more in jeopardy, I guess, of, of not being able to operate. So um, that's part of our position and our board's position is we're going to do everything we can to maintain what we have done in the past 10 years. Our school started back in 2012, and it started by a, a handful of families from Paso Robles. Um, interestingly, ironically, it was Dr. DeBost who invited us up to San Miguel. He invited us to be the charter up in San Miguel in 2012 because the Paso Robles School Board uh, rejected our petition to be a charter. So um, we've had a great relationship. He continues to support our school. I know he's in a very difficult situation I can only imagine how I would feel if this, uh, we're maybe six days away from this ending, and now we've got more drama to deal with. So it's very difficult, and masking for kids isn't good. I will say that absolutely as a person and as a principal. It's not good. 
but for the common good, it's what we need to do right now. Uh, my personal individual liberty is at stake here, yet at the same time, my liberty is only as good as it is for the common good. So they go hand in hand, and we have to compromise at times. That right now, we're compromising to get through this and you know, make sure our kids are safe and that, that we follow the law. We stay open so we can continue to thrive. So you guys are, um, your new location in Paso, it's right there on Niblick, right? Not far from the high school itself. How has it been uh, moving in, uh, neighbors dealing with, I mean, that's a busy street in the mornings. You got the high school not far away. Uh, what's been some of the kind of the growing pains that have been going on? How are you digging it? We are digging it big time. <laughs> it's a beautiful place. We have our own home that's huge. The autonomy that we have now is just wonderful. Um, we have a beautiful gymnasium. We have a beautiful play field. Uh, we've got a building that matches the philosophy of the school. So there's a lot of collaboration between teachers and students. Uh, our rooms have removable walls so the grade levels can work together. Our teachers can co-teach. Students who uh, need remediation or enrichment have spaces within the classroom that are contained that they can go into for small groups. So it's really a beautiful space um, to, that matches our philosophy and um, honors, you know, the uniqueness of every learner. We talk about heart, mind, body, and soul learning. That represents how we are smart, not how smart we are. And the facility now allows that. Now, the worst thing that's gone on, the biggest challenge for us, has been traffic. And we have designed this facility so that the traffic... It, um, most of it, about 100 cars, can be queued right here on campus. So they're not out on the street except for a handful of, well, maybe about 10 to 15 minutes in the morning that we have some street traffic. But we did our best to try to keep all the traffic here on site. But first day of school, I thought we might get closed because the traffic was so bad and it was raining horribly. Oh, man. But since we've been able to um, narrow the drop zone to about 8 to 10 minutes. So um, it's not it's not horrible. Um, some days it can be, though. I, I would have to say there are days when the, the traffic situation is just challenging. So we'll continue to mitigate it by using different strategies to do that. So, um, you know, one of the worst things I oh, it's one of the most like, you know, self-imposed frustrating things I'll do is when I go to like the next door app or or even Facebook sometimes and read the comments. And I was reading some stuff, you know, in preparation in uh, talking to you and talking to some parents from Almond Acres and the misconception that many have with regards that Almond Acres moving into where they did. Well, why didn't they just go here when Georgia Brown closed or this one closed or that? Really, these things are mutually exclusive, right? I mean, there's really nothing, they have nothing to do uh, with each other, right? Am I right? They do. And I would say they were mutually exclusive about three to five years ago when we first attempted to move back into Paso Robles. That was an opportunity. That particular superintendent and the, his predecessor were very anti-charter and didn't want us in town and did everything they could to keep us from from uh, petitioning and getting into town. So we continued to pursue a location because we outgrew the one we were in and we needed a home and we needed to find one. We went through seven different properties. Um, the district did not make the other schools available to us at that time. And now, um, so at that point we had to find our own. Uh, kind of at the last hour, there was an opportunity, but we had already invested in this property, you know, as the district recognized the opening of um, possible space. But we had already purchased the property. We had already invested in this whole thing. 
and the, and the water was under the bridge and we had to move into what we were moving into. So um, they are mutually exclusive to a great degree, especially recently as we petitioned. The, the, the district denied the petition, but the county accepted it. So that's why they are our authorizer and not pastoral schools. So we have a great relationship with pastoral schools. Dr. DeBost and I are uh, are great colleagues and, and friends. Um, he's cooperative with us and helpful. So we want to maintain that relationship. We're neighbors, and we're serving the same families of Pasarovals. Right, right. The, the, the families and the kids that live here. Help, so, me understand, um, help me understand something, uh, Mr. B. What is this? Um, sometimes I don't understand it. Uh, I don't have kids, and if I did, I feel like I would definitely look, I'd want, I would want them to go there or toward charter school. I like that idea. Uh, what is it that people have with charter schools? What's the bug up their butt sometimes? I don't get it. Well, two, two main things. The first one is families have a choice. This Instead of having to go to your neighborhood school um, or petitioning through an, an inter-district transfer, you're welcome to attend any charter in the state of California without an inter-district transfer. So it gives families a choice, and that's, uh, that's important. Secondly, it gives us as educators the, the ability to be innovative and to use research-based current practices and teaching that we know are effective and and change things up at the same time though we are highly accountable no other district can say that every five years they have to be renewed so that's um that's big for us and it's a great motivator because we want to do a great job our mission is to grow great kids so how do we do that without a little pressure that's actually helpful well what's my well, my question is is like what, what do people the people who do have beef with the idea of a charter school just the mere idea of one what where, where are they i know it's probably hard for you to put those shoes on because you're the executive director of one but what is their beef with one why do people have issues with them well that's a good <laughs> question. I can't I wear, there, huh? I, wear, I wear the boots actually so yeah um, <laughs> Yeah, you know, I think if any person were to come and visit Almond Acres, they would understand why we exist and why we ought to exist. There needs to be choice. There needs to be opportunity for kids. Um, not all kids fit into the neighborhood school. And to have an option for your child um, is is critical. You want your child to grow to be successful. You've heard me say, you know, the word educate is to draw out who that child is. And if we don't give them the right environment, the right um, learning space to do that with the right the, the philosophy that matches them then we squelch learning we actually sometimes create reluctant learners so it, there there needs to be options I have seven children myself and we use just about every type of education system for these for my kids from right. um, private school St. Rose to homeschool to independent study to an outdoor school to traditional public school and then most recently my youngest daughter just finished here she went kindergarten through eighth grade um, and she was here in the charter school so our parents deserve the right to find the right space for their kids yeah a k through eight which is interesting kindergarten through eighth grade almond acres now are you guys um are you guys like full if people want to look more about you can they what's the deal there Currently, we have a few few open seats. Um, fifth grade is probably the one that has the most openings. But uh, we are in the middle of open enrollment. So from January through March, we have an open enrollment period for next year's enrollment. And we will end up uh, having a public random drawing in the beginning of April to invite students in. And that'll be a drawing process. 
we have right now about uh, 225 kids that are on that list to be drawn for spaces next year. But currently, we are sitting at about 405 children. And once we um, open up sections in our upper grades, we will max out at 500 students. People really like you. I've noticed this one. I've hosted a couple of events for you guys in the past, years ago, like way pre-COVID. And uh, one thing that parents are always just like, you know, what what is it about you? What's your background? What is your passion that makes you so right for uh, what you do day to day? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I appreciate being called Mr. B for a couple reasons. One, it's relational. Um, number two, I like the idea that my philosophy as a number one, a dad, I'm a dad, and I and I want to grow great kids. So I'm the dad of the kids at this school when they're here. But being Mr. B sends a message that my hope and prayer and goal is that kids be who they are. They be and become the best version of themselves. So that philosophy, um, I think, oozes out of me often and. And I, it's appreciated, I suppose. Uh, Mr. B. Almondakers is up and at him in the morning. Um, all right, we're going to do some local headlines. I want to keep you on. Uh, you got some, uh, I want to talk to some some kids, some students of yours. You got some students around there? I do. I have two leaders right here in my office. All right, I have cool. Madam Pr- and I have one of her officers, Mr. Mr. Jackson. All right, we'll so, talk to them. Uh, we'll talk to them in just a second. And normally when you're in the principal's office it might not be a good thing but i think this this one will be okay we'll talk to a couple uh young men and women from um almond acres we got mr b up and adam in the morning thanks for making the switch it's the crush 92.5 the home of up and adam in the morning my name is adam montiel we have mr b on the phone he is the executive director of almond acres school in paso uh, mr b what's the website there for the school almondacres.com Easy enough, almondacres.com. It looks like we got a couple of students uh, with you in there. We got Kai, we got Jackson. Jackson, what do you like about going to Almond Acres? What do you like about the school? First thing to probably be sports, they have, so in fall, they have five football and cross country, and then you get another sports, and then in winter, they have basketball, and then when you get to spring, you have different sports like ultimate frisbee volleyball track and field and then to go to my second thing it would probably be i would say one of the habits that we learn here which is begin with the end in mind and the reason is because it incorporates a mm-hmm. lot of discipline so you begin with you're going to do with the end in mind and in order to do that you need discipline yeah say it again it's called the begin with the end of your mind say that part again begin with the end in mind Oh, there you go. Begin with the end in mind. That's a really, uh, that's a pivotal uh, benchmark to, to keep in mind. I like that. Uh, what about you, Kai? Uh, Kai, how old are you? What grade are you in? Hey, yeah. Good morning. Um, I'm Kai Soltus. I'm an eighth grader at Almond Acres, and I currently serve as the student body president. Um, I've been at the school since kindergarten, and it's my last year here before I graduate. Sm- Madam President, look at that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Very good. Uh, talk about what it's like being a... So I tried to run for treasurer when I was like in fifth or sixth grade. Didn't get it. Ugh. Noah Cantor. Ugh. And then um, and then I wanted to run... What else? I thought there was one more thing I kind of ran for that didn't go my way. How is it being president of Almond Niggers? That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's 
Yeah, it's really great. Um, I have such a great connection with the kids and the grades, and it's really special being here for so long. Um, another thing I do is every morning we have a morning greeting, and the whole school meets in our courtyard, and we talk, and Mr. B shares about the habit of the week. We call that shared start. I lead that every morning, and we have students that help raise the flags, and we teach them how to do that every morning. And that's been a really cool thing that I get to do as being president. Good for you, Kai. Let me ask you this. What is um, What are some thoughts about leaving? Is it kind of sad in a way? Yeah. I definitely have a lot to take with me going, and I've had such a great experience at Almond Acres. Um, yeah. I, I'm sad to leave, but I'm also excited to continue what I've learned at Almond Acres and taking that with me later in my life. That's pretty exciting. Do you have any idea of what you want to do? I feel like I should already be asking you like your grown up questions because you seem uh, <laughs> so on top of it, so articulate. I love it. What, uh, what do you want to do when you get all growns up? <laughs> um, I don't know. I've had lots of ideas. Um, I love teaching and working with kids. Um, so probably something in education. Very good. Well, I know that's a really interesting part of your life right now because it's that first time, really one of those first times where you get, you get to the top of something and then you graduate, move on, but then you become at the bottom of something else. And you'll notice that theme happens a lot and it's not always easy. It's not, it's, it is sometimes a challenge, but there's a lot of blessings that come with it. And it sounds like you are already have that crystal clear and just the idea of, you know, desiring to take those things that you have from Almond Acres onto the next place i'm uh, looking forward to hearing about what happens to both you and jackson it sounds like you both have re- really exciting futures in front of you yeah definitely well good well it was really a pleasure to talk to you kai thank you jackson it was a pleasure meeting you my friend as well thank you well mr b it sounds like uh you know two folks right in there you know just two of you know a bunch of young minds that uh, are to be proud of you know i couldn't be more proud i the dream that I have as a dad, the dream I have as an educator, is fulfilled in these young people. And to watch our classes move on to high school and are extremely successful as they go on to you know, high school and college. I recently got a message from a student that's in college um, talking about the seven habits that they learned at the school. Oh, I love so that. That's I remember growing up, there were like the teachers that you just kind of remember and that like they were just there. You remember the teachers that were just, you don't even know how they became a teacher. They were just horrible and they, they shouldn't have even been doing that. And then, but the teachers that you remember that really made a difference and like, I mean, they just hold such a dear place in our hearts. I know we all have them and it's just so important that uh, you guys are instilling that there. I think it's great. Yeah. I think it's probably the second most precious relationship itself teachers outside of our parents. That yeah. is just it's precious and powerful. Precious and powerful. AlmondAcres.com is the website. We got Executive Director Mr. B here. We got Kai. We got Jackson. Well, thanks to all, all of you folks for being up and Adam in the morning. It was great to chat with you. Yeah, thanks, Adam. Thanks. Thank you very much, sir. Have a great day. Up and Adam in the morning. With Adam Montiel. Weekday mornings, 6 to 10 a.m. The Crush 92.5. The perfect blend.